Welcome to Sudbury Stories. Sudbury is full of amazing individuals that are doing some incredible things and making this city a better place. It's my goal to get the word out about good news local stories to Sudbury and highlight those individuals like Megan here that are having an impact and making Sudbury a better place. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario? Megan's a graphic designer motivated to blend her passion for creativity with her logic to create innovative concept-based design. Her skills as a graphic designer and illustrator have allowed her to customize every piece she designs and tailor them specifically for her clients. She continues to give back to her community and encourage the development of design locally. She's past president of the Sudbury Design Society and she has organized planned local design conferences, mentoring initiatives, awards, and exhibitions, as well as leading development of fundraising focused in Sudbury. Megan has been awarded with the Cambrian College Alumni Award for her outstanding contribution to the college and community. She enjoys spending her spare time with friends and her husband playing board games, video games, and crafting. And I could probably add Lego to that too, I think. I, Definitely uh, Lego. I follow you on uh, Facebook and Insta. Well, we're just friends from a past life kind of thing. When, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, and we're currently a partner and co-founder of Design Diplume. And that's kind of what we're here to chat about today. So, so, t- so let, let, let's walk you through it. So 10 years ago, 10 years you've been in business? Yeah. Yeah. So 10 years ago, what, what made you, what was going through your head? What was the thought process when you were like, let's go out and let's start something? Yeah. So I had my own company, which you were familiar with. That's how we met originally was through Spectrum Designs. Yeah. And so I think it was about two, 2013, I merged my old business Spectrum Designs and with Design to Plume and we started Design to Plume Inc. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's been fantastic. I love my partners. Definitely amazing people, Melissa and Jennifer. I owe a lot of, I have all of our success to that partnership, that great trifecta of people. It's tough to find a partnership where you work well and can complement each other's success. And I feel like most partnerships, if they're built to, if they're not built to last, are not are going to fail in the first few years. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you've done 10 years, that's longer than a lot of people's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So yeah. clearly you're doing something right. right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I always call them my business wife. Yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. And, and like to have that partnership and have those, those people that you can rely upon are, you know, it's everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, so walk us through it. So 10 years, like you must've seen some highs and lows and successes some failures. Like what, what's been some of the, 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 the joys of the roller coaster ride you've been on over the last decade? Um, honestly, like, I feel like it's this whole hockey stick motion, right? It's very like slow growth over time when you start a business you're working like extra hard to make your name and get your foot in the door and then all of a sudden everybody knows you and then you're in super demand so (laughs) i'm i'm at this end where i'm hockey sticking up uh so i feel like that's been a really good joy of having a business obviously one of the biggest highs for me was going from that sole proprietary um, business into design to plume merging our forces and collaborating because I was just used to doing everything on my own. I did all my own bookkeeping. I did all my new business. I did all the design. Uh, I did lots of programming too. And I had like a part-time programmer with me. Like that was it. And that was just all me. And like, that was such a scary situation to just be in. Um, And I loved it. I loved it. But going into a partnership and having uh, two wonderful people to work with to compliment you. Yeah, definitely. When you said like that, that you need to have a partnership that complements each other, I would say hundred percent. Like that's how we work. And 
even when one person is away and it's only the two people, like you can definitely feel that strain of not having that third person. Like I feel like the three-way partnership is just so valuable. Because you just strong. had somebody on mat leave in the, yeah. one of the partners, right? So, and, yeah. and a short-term mat leave, yeah. we just talked about three months is not much there. No, yeah. <laughs> and that's being a woman in business, right? Where like all the power to her if she wants to take the time, but if she feels like she needs to be back at the table, like figure out a way to make it work, right? So. Yeah, well, I think everybody that goes into business is very passionate about what they do or they should be um so hopefully (laughs) hopefully you are passionate about what you do and so i think for her too like even though she has an actual baby at home the business is a baby of its own so you're like i need to come back and i want to participate she has to juggle those two babies yeah yeah for sure yeah come back and support her wives (laughs) (laughs) fantastic fantastic well like there must have you had some like some struggles where you're you're like you're like man this is a really tough day or a really tough year or something like that Mm -hmm. then how do you get like the passion and the energy to kind of get get over that yeah well as a female-owned business um being that minority in business has created multiple challenges but it's also brought us great success in the end um so like when we started together we were constantly told even though we had the experience even though we had the background in it uh you're too young oh you know like you don't look experienced enough and it, it got to the point where we're considering like should we have like should we Photoshop ourselves to look older? Like, how do we approach this? Like, people are not respecting us just because of the way we look. And that that was a really unfortunate case to be in. So I would say that was a definite low for me. Um, reading about gender gaps in terms of pay scale also is a huge low for me because I think that everybody should be paid equally. Of course, based um, on your value. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I would never do that in business, so I can't imagine why somebody else would. So, like, that was a major low for us. Um, having those situations, I would say when, you know, people ask me, have you ever had like sexist moments to you in, in business? I'm like, you never expect it. Like, honestly, like it's with people that you think, oh, this is going to be a great relationship. But then it's like that one comment and you're like, oh wait, Ooh. they don't actually respect me for who I am. That's crazy. So those are those, those situations do happen in business and it's really unfortunate, but I can say like with great confidence now once you find your voice you know you don't need to photoshop yourself to look older (laughs) and once you like acknowledge this is who i am this is my expertise people do value that you will find the right people to work with and then that will just elevate your work so much more that's so fantastic and it's just like me as you know a a mid-30s white male like i i can't even picture what that's like Mm -hmm. on the other side of the coin right what i just assume that it's not really here in Sudbury, especially people that you're not dealing with but like if it ever happened, like it just has to happen once, and then it just like it just just might make you just get crushed in the inside, right? For so, sure. the fact that you've been there and done that and dealt with those those lows and come out on top is is absolutely amazing. And and like we were just t- chatting a little bit off camera before we started, but like it's 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 so amazing. And and the way I think about it is what design diploma is creating it's such a unique and it's it's got such an interesting thumbprint because mm-hmm. it's always it's it's such a creative work and and megan's super proud of it and she can give you that backstory on like how she comes up with the ideas and things like that and i've got my own personal story about how i've worked with her as well but because of what they're doing and because of the the certification she has especially with the, the accessibility act like you're now like you you expanded beyond just offering to Sudbury businesses and you're like been all over Canada mm-hmm. and now you're even getting outside of Canada and going international yeah like like that's the hockey stick effect you were talking about totally yeah and it's just like you're a complete in demand now you basically have to pick and choose which projects are good fits with you it's not like yeah you're out there being like oh where's my next project coming from <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure capacity is a huge huge hurdle in business right I think for us it was like 
that moment when we found our voice and we said, yes, this is the kind of clients that we want to work with. Like you said, picking and choosing, um, you know, like for us, we want to establish a relationship with our clients. So that's a huge part of how we approach our business, right? When somebody cold calls me, I want to talk to you. Like, are we a good fit for each other? Sometimes I'll recommend somebody else because I'm like, you know what? I feel like this is what you're looking for. I know somebody else who's, who's kind of giving you that offering. A better fit, eh? And like, yeah. That's such an awesome thing that you have the the strength and the the ability to know what your business is. And from like I'm a real estate agent, I see this on a day to day level. If you're working with t- like clients that are tough to deal with and like they can drag you down almost, and like yeah. if it's just not a fun experience, mm-hmm. you're gonna go home and just feel like worse about yourself. Whereas if you deal with clients that you're you get along with and you just have a great vibe with, and you feel amazing at the end, and it just yeah. doesn't feel like work, right? So yeah, <laughs> I'm 100%. sure it's the, the exact same when you go into projects with some with with different people in the like in the community. But what so what was that point? Like what was was there a, a certain projects that like you you did this and then the, the doors opened up like what do you remember that tipping point where you found your voice as you know between the three uh, owners did you you found your voice and you kind of you know started hitting that upward scale on the hockey stick i think for me one of the major changes was with a particular client that we got and the origin story of how we got that client was actually through a video game so i was playing a video game and I was very well known in this community for this video game. Like I was considered a top player. Were people watching Twitch or something like that? Or what was it? <laughs> it, it was like back in the day when you had to like type out everything. So no Twitch. But um, yeah, so like they, they just knew I was a graphic designer. And they reached out to me and said, hey, like, can you do this project? I have this much money. And like, I kind of thought like, oh, you want me to make an avatar or banner? No, like I'm not going to do that. I'm a professional graphic designer. But then they're like, no, no, I have like this introductory project for you and then if that goes well then we want to use you for more things so and then from that point um we did the first project it went really well and we really liked each other and the just the fact that this client was so passionate about improving student success and making sure that everybody had a safe space like when you read that work and you see like what that community is doing you just want to dive in with all of your expertise you want to make it as best as you can so i just went full tilt with my passion for it. And I think like that really came through in the work and then everybody just kind of saw that passion, right? And came to us. Well, it, like there's so many things to unpack there and so many things are just amazing. But like, even if I start with, it, people wonder how they can go get clients as a, young, as a young business person. You're just doing what you like to do, whether mm-hmm. it's being video games, whether it be, you know, like uh, going to network events or whatever, but that's how your network is just being your authentic self. Yeah. And in, in this video game chat room is how yeah. you ended up finding one of your, you know, yeah. your <laughs> break, that was a big clients. client for us, like at the time. Yeah. Like, and, and they've been a great client with us ever since. So, um, yeah, hundred percent. Like I keep talking about that voice, like being confident in yourself, finding your voice and just being able to, find people who can work you can work with so that you can amplify that effect for yeah. everybody yeah. right like creating that safe space for everybody to be benefiting from that experience it's just a perfect way to summarize it and like so the the story like when i when we worked with you first through spectrum i'm pretty sure yeah. was when uh, yeah. so i went to megan and i i was that same boat like i was 23 years old 24 years old as a realtor and i'm trying to make it in this world of you know grown-ups out there kind of yeah. thing and a lot of people i looked older than like I, I fit the part because i was a little bit more mature maybe but people are like oh no i want I, when i sat down with you first you're like i'm like i want to be super formal super official suit and tie <laughs> like just look the part and then like we 
created uh, like Lake City Realty and Megan and her team were behind everything we did here, right? Right from our concept and our sitting down meetings. And like in that meeting, I'm like, I want to be the anti-realtor. Yeah. I want to be like fun. I want to be like, when, whatever you think of a real estate agent, I want to be the opposite. And like you brought that story up to me a few times. I'm like, it's so true. Like yeah. that's, it's just a, a passion to, to be your authentic self. Yeah. And when you find your authentic voice, then you can like target with what you want to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a great fit for 100 percent of the people out there. That's great. Just yeah, like you guys fine. and your company yeah. aren't. It's go go all in on with those people that you want to work with and you're passionate about, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like and be authentic to that because you want to provide people with the best expertise that you can. Like I can totally remember even from our first business meetings when you're like, I want to be really corporate. I'm like, but you're so fun and friendly. Like, <laughs> shouldn't you be selling that? And then like that worked for you, that got your foot in the door. And I think that was like kind of the same effect for us. We had to like play the game like everybody else for at first, time. you know, to like get a few projects under the belt. But then as soon as we could di- diversify and differentiate ourselves, we went right the other way. And and hopefully like a young people in the business, the community that are starting their own business or just working for themselves, they see that. And like, mm-hmm. if you be your authentic self, it's going to work out for the, like, even if you have to like, you know, play the corporate game for a little bit kind of thing, or you have to be somebody else for a short period of time to get some, you know, some, some reps under your belt or whatever it may be. But if you can go all in on what makes you passionate and, and the business that you want to lead, make that the long-term goal. The, 100%. That, that's got to be number one there, right? So, mm-hmm. but let's bring it back to like, actually like creating and running a business over 10 years, because when and this could be like a misnomer on my part but like when i think of graphic design i'm thinking of people that are very creative and like are like so artistic design but yet you've been running a successful business for 10 years which is such a difficult thing to do <laughs> like how are you blending the best of those worlds um so i think for designers like not inherently do they become like the best business owners but i think where a designer is a different business owner is that a designer is all about solving a problem so okay. if you find a, a problem out there, right? Like it's not just about like making something pretty or making it beautiful. Um, it's about making it with intent and purpose. So that's really what the purpose of design is. And I think that's very similar for business, right? Like you see a problem, you see like, hey, nobody's like servicing this community. Hey, nobody's doing this thing that I'm gonna, I could do. And then you go out there and do it. You're providing a solution. So I think that's where it like comes in hand in hand, like designer to business owner. I think that's like how it would start up. But then like, again, there's highs and lows with, like, mm-hmm. with running a business where it's just like, okay, well, that's that's great that you're servicing this, this space. But now you've got like how many staff do you have? Uh, we're at nine and we have two job postings. Yeah, like, like <laughs> the growth on that side of things. Yeah. It's just like you, you, you want to create a culture at the same time. Like yes. there's so many things you want to like put your thumbprint on and, and be involved with. And, and that's where, where you, when you grow, like you have to kind of manage that too. Like how are you staying on top of that, those things? Like, I think it comes back to that great partnership and having a good vision uh, for your business. So like even revisiting it from time to time, coming back to, is this what I want? Because some people are like, no, I don't want to be like going out and doing the next big thing. I want to be winding down or I want to do whatever, like do, do something that matches what you want from your life personally. And you should match that professionally. Yeah. So if you're like looking to wind down, don't go like client hunting (laughs) 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 or if you want to like grow your business, right? If you're like really passionate about what you do and you want to. Like for us, we want to really change the industry. We really want things to be so different. And I think the only way to do that is by creating that safe space for everybody to be able to participate and be heard in. So that's a great way for us to use our business for that tool. It's so awesome you say you want to change the business because like 
we're both young people in this community and we're like we're starting things but like that I have that same goal where yeah. I want to like leave an lasting impression because I see the way things are being done and I want things to be done differently and that's exactly what you guys are doing at the same time yeah for sure I think that's why we align so well <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense yeah um, so but like part of your growth I think has been um, has been basically due to the fact that you guys have gone in on that niche market right mm-hmm. whether it's accessibility of disability because you've got a, some special certification that you can tell us a little bit about there too or whether it's about working with the indigenous cultures or or even uh, just in people like uh, the different cultures that are not being um, as well represented so like like how have you guys kind of found that niche and how do you guys continue to make a success on that le- on that level yeah for sure um, I can't again it comes back to finding that voice we were just like there's nobody out there that's doing these things um, AODA standards are coming into effect and uh, we've known this for a long time there's AODA a- is the accessibility accessibility of uh, for Ontarians with Disabilities Act. Ontarians with Disabilities Act, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, legislation in Ontario. So if you have over 50 employees, you have to have an accessible entranceway. Um, But then that also goes to your design work as well. So like if you have PDFs, they have to be readable um, using screen reading devices. They have to have um, all text on your website. Like Braille screen reading devices kind of Um, thing? So like Dragon... Where Dragon Speak, where it'll like read back to you oh, what okay. the, yeah. the PDF says. So you can't just like use just like a regular PDF or a regular document for those softwares. Yeah. Like it needs to be like specially formatted. It's almost like another form of coding. Okay. Because it has to follow like a specific order. So, I could get real technical <laughs> about this. Like I know a lot about it, and I could just go full tail on that. So um, yeah. I won't go that far into detail about it. But it is something like for me personally. Like when we started doing it, I was like, why are we not doing this all the time? Like really, I mean, it does take more time and it takes expertise to provide accessible materials, but in the end, it means a better environment for everybody. Yeah. You know, why would we create something with barriers? I love barrier-free design. I love that I don't have to struggle to read something. I get the message right away. Like that is inherently a gift to me. And like, I feel like anybody who has any kind of visual impairment or anything like that, why would we not create an environment for them to be able to view it too? And at the like at the very tip of the iceberg there, like I think of just people learn different ways, right? Whether mm-hmm. you want to learn from reading a book or an audio book or watching a video or being actual in practice, that's how you're going to learn. But there's people that you know have don't even have that that ability that they could do those things, so they have to have things like screen readers or whatever. So. And what's great is you're doing the content once, so why not do it to the point where it can be accessible? In even if you don't want it to be accessible now, maybe it's accessible in three years from now. Yeah, yeah for sure. And like, if you build it with that intention of like, let's approach our materials in an accessible way, you're just creating a better environment for everybody. Yeah. Like you're you're only opening your market. You're not shutting anybody out. Like it's it's the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> so growing from like like again, I'm guessing most of your your clients at first when, when you guys first started up were more of like locally in the mm-hmm. community that kind of thing, and then you've grown to kind of the national scale. Do you remember some? Was that the the, 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 the gaming project that took you guys to kind of the national scale? Yeah, one of them. One yeah, of them. And they, they all kind of came at once. It was like almost <laughs> like a timing or luck thing for us. <laughs> yeah, it was like once those floodgates opened up, they really opened. Oh up. yeah, for sure. It's like once you do one thing right, and then. We always knew we had it in us. Yeah. We always had that expertise. We were already doing really good work. We could just 
do it at a bigger scale, that's all. And now you're even doing some projects internationally too. Mm-hmm. Like what, what kind of projects are you working on on a global scale right now? Uh, so we've done like lots in the States so far. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing in Europe yet, but yeah. I mean, we'd love to get there. The market's open, right? So, yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's, it's great. It's crazy to think that you can be in Sudbury in an office place that, you know, you're, you're there, you've got local people working on things, but yet you're servicing the whole world, mm-hmm. which is like such an awesome thing with mm-hmm. the power of technology and the power of scale. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like in graphic design, you can be anywhere and work for anyone yeah. as long as you have an internet connection, <laughs> but we love being able to attract people to Sudbury to stay. People love it here. Um, we've definitely like hired outside of Sudbury. We've hired in Sudbury. So it's just a great place to have a business for so, sure. So you were recognized by the the Cambrian College, and you've got the the Cambrian College Alumni Award. Like, tell us about like how that came to be. Is it because you've been working with these people and bringing people back here to stay, kind of thing, or like how did that come? come so about? for the Cambrian College Alumni uh, Award, I was nominated by somebody at Cambrian um, because of my work for the Sudbury Design Society. So. The Sudbury Design Society is a local nonprofit. I was president for, of that organization for five years, uh, which is like eons in nonprofit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I've been on that board for like nine years now. So I've and I've, I haven't stopped yet. But uh, yeah, the, the Sudbury Design Society works to raise the visibility of design in Sudbury. So whether that's through conferences, so we have like training aspects and mentorship, but we have. Um, like local fun things too, right? Like, so we like volunteer at Nightlife on the Rocks for Science North so that people can get to know the Sudbury community for designers because it's a, it's a great group of people. Um, we advocate for uh, better processes for RFPs. We, we advocate for designers in Sudbury. Like we want to make this a great space for them to have a business, to have a voice and to like do what they do best. So uh, yeah, it's a great organization. I love it. So somebody that was part of that, uh, they saw the, your work with Cambrian mm-hmm. and they just said they they put your name forward. Was it a surprise yeah. to you? Like how did yeah, you find it was out about a surprise. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was like I think I won that award in like 2015, so it was a while ago. And um, it's always like for me when you're nominated for an award, that means so much. Like even if you don't win, like it means so much for somebody to recognize, hey, you're doing something really great in the community, and I appreciate what you do. Yeah, like that fills me with so much pride and I'm just doing these things because I, I think we need to. Because like, you're passionate about these things, right? Yeah, you're not just doing like them, go out there and do it. You're not doing it with like an intent of, oh, I wonder if I'm going to get business from this or, you know. No, yeah, like the Suffering Design Society, it's like, you know, I'm there to make a space for everybody else. Like, yeah, it's good for my business, but it's good for everybody. And that's something I just want to make sure happens. I want everybody to feel good. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, definitely you've had, you've had uh, like an amazing past and you've, you've been able to do build yourself a, an amazing company over the last decade for sure. Um, but let's bring it back a little bit more hyper-local and um, bring some local context to it. If I had to tell you to describe Sudbury in one sentence, what would come to your mind? Sudbury is an opportunity city it you can make whatever you want out of it i like that yeah like it's almost like that we have the minerals here let's refine it and i mean i could go on every subbury pun i can think of for for that idea i I love that thought process though like it's like we have we have the raw goods here the raw materials now let's let's see what you can make out of that space that's right yeah and like it might not be easy and there might be a lot of refinement in that process but in the end, I think that if you are passionate about it, if you have a great idea and you have the 
the hard work and insight to do it, you can make anything happen here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fantastic. And uh, if you like, you you've successfully run a business in Sudbury over the, t- the last ten years. Has there been any local things like maybe it's the the HR, maybe it's having the college here that have allowed you to be extra successful, or has there been some reasons that have been maybe a little bit that have held you back? Basically, you had to run out of Sudbury. Well, having a business in Sudbury is very affordable. Like uh, to be to be frank, oh, you yeah. know, like it is like comparative to Toronto or New York or any of those other places. Like having a design studio is a lot more affordable. We just bought our first commercial building, which is fantastic. So, yes, yeah, we're <laughs> very excited about that. Your own landlord. <laughs> to be <laughs> yeah. in New York, that's a tougher thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And to have that opportunity to be able to scale here, like that's what we want to be able to do. So I think Sudbury's a great spot for that. Um, yeah, and like in terms of like anything that Sudbury's held us back by, like I said, some sometimes Sudbury, Sudbury is an opportunity place and you can make anything out of what you want out of it. But that doesn't mean that you always have the biggest support group behind that idea. So, you know, if you surround yourself with like good friends and colleagues and people who actually believe in this, yeah. then I think it's possible. But as long as you have like that good cheer squad. <laughs> I, I, can, I, I completely go back to it. And I know the whole team that's involved with uh, Design to Plume, but one plus one plus one does not equal three. You know, yeah. you guys, one plus one plus one equals 10 in your case, right? Yeah. So it's so awesome that you're able to find that group that you're working together and you can pr- get the best out of everybody and, mm-hmm. and create the best results for each other kind of thing. So. That's, a, that's amazing. If you could see one thing brought to Sudbury or added to Sudbury, whether it's an event, you know, uh, like a, a Comic-Con, or I guess we have a Graphic-Con in Sudbury now, but like, <laughs> what, what's Sudbury missing that you would love to see brought here? Oh, that's a really tough question. Yeah. What's Sudbury missing? I, honestly, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what Sudbury is missing because it's so unique on its own. Yeah. Like, and we're in a position where, you know, like we have an airport, we can go to wherever... Um, it's always great to bring events to Sudbury, uh, but at the same time, like we're not totally inaccessible where we can't get to anybody. Yeah. And we have all this like ability to remote work for everybody else. So again, like I don't feel like there's, I don't feel like there's, there's something. Specific thing yeah, it. yeah, it's just like we have that opportunity. Like let's just make it let's, grow. Let's make the most of it. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, let's kick it off a little fun we'll wrap things up with some rapid fire questions if you're sure. okay with that um so again following you online i know you're a big lego fan i'd, I'd like i loved your lego uh, advent calendar last year I think yes, you did. are you yeah. doing that again this year or is that I, I haven't received one yet so we'll see what happens at christmas time yeah so what's your favorite lego set <laughs> um i think my lego voltron it is my biggest set uh it's like this big it's it's a monster i love it so much yeah yeah it's actually like five sets Combined to one? Combined into one robot. Do you keep it built or is yeah. it, yeah? It's like in a, it's like a, a splashy shelf. black glass case. Yeah. What's your favorite board game? Uh, oh, so probably Mysterium or Deception, Murder, and Hong Kong. Like one of the two. And they just came out with a game called Obscurio, which combines both those things. Wow. So Mind I gotta board. try it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard of any of those, but I'll look forward yeah. to playing them oh, later on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever need a recommendation. You're the go yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What about favorite movie or book? Um, favorite book, Hunger Games. I Hunger know it seems like pretty generic, but I do love the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, movie, what? probably Easy A. I don't know. I feel like I can watch that movie like a hundred times. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just white noise in the background yeah. <laughs> for you all the time, right? Uh, audiobook or paperback? Paperback. Paperback? Yeah, yeah. Old school like that? Yeah. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you have received? Um, hmm. Best piece of advice... 
I don't, again, like, that's a, that's such a tough question, because there's so many, like... So many great little tidbits of that of people... Yeah, for sure. Um, something that I've sort of pieced together from, like, multiple people talking to me and, like, instilling in me is just um, taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually is so important. Like, it's so vital. Like, people put on hold their whole life to do business, or they put on hold their family to do business, and... I don't think that that's the right approach. And you need to take care of yourself in all of those respects in order to do well in anything. So same with like, if you're a student, you know, like take your time in school, like do what you need to do to, to get out of there feeling good about yourself. You don't want to come out feeling sad and broken. Missed opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like life is a journey and it's not like a destination. <laughs> yeah. It's not a sprint all the time. Like yeah. <laughs> you don't have to feel that way. And that's something I have to remind myself of. Yeah. Um, also, another great piece of advice is something my husband said to me, and he said, um, what's the difference between, like, planning and worrying? One is productive. Like, they're essentially the same, the same thing, thing but... but one is productive. So there's no sense in worrying about it if you're planning for it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put that one up there. I really like that one. That's, yeah. that's great. We'll have to thank Michael for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's on your Spotify playlist right now? Do you listen to I, I love... Um, can't think of the name of the show but i love listening to the podcast about like cult. cults <laughs> cults, cults. And, like, <laughs> uh, like different like at the, i mean it's a, not something i deal with at all in my day to day so but it's just it distracts like, you <laughs> yeah exactly or like hearing about um legendary stories yeah yeah there's like this one podcast that i watch or listen to actually and uh they go into all these like legendary backgrounds of like where did like the story of Robin Hood start from? Yeah, and they'll like go all the way back that's to its like first mention. So it's really cool. <laughs> that that's wicked. That's wicked. Are you listening? To, do you have a favorite song or anything like that right now? Or do you listen to a lot of music? I listen to a ton of music, but um, my favorite song literally changes like daily. Day to day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, iPhone or Android? I I have an iPhone. I'm starting to go Android. Really? I got my first Surface Pro. Wow. Yeah, so... Your whole office has been, like, Mac. For, I know. As far yeah. as I'm back as I can And, like, think. the iMacs are still great. Like, they are still, like, a really good Didn't tool for just design. come out with a $50,000 iMac? Uh, I saw the one where it was, like, the, the black one. The black one with yeah. the, 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 the thing that holds the screen up is an yeah. $8,000 screen holder or something? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> the $1,000, yeah. Yeah. That, there was that, some big pushback the there. New, uh, so you're I think making that's this a Mac Pro. The, the, it's like the it's yeah, like the tower version. The tower one. Yeah, it's crazy expensive. <laughs> so you're making the switch over from iPhone, eh? You yeah, we'll see. Because I'm already. like, I I'm hesitant because I love Apple products, and but when it came down to putting the iPad Pro versus the Surface Pro, the Surface Pro one out. Yeah, because it's a full computer. Fantastic, fantastic. Are you? Is there any app that's whether on your iPhone or Android that you can't live without that you find yourself using day day after day? Day after day, uh, probably social media apps. <laughs> Definitely use a lot of them. Instagram, is, Instagram, Instagram is the, the number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love Instagram. I yeah. think it's just such a great platform. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, if you had Sudbury's attention for thirty seconds, what would you say? I would say. Sudbury, you're doing great things, and we all just need to be supportive of one another. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in and being on the mic today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No problem. On the ne- we'll catch you guys next time, guys. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario?